Aston Booth right here in York, Pennsylvania. Before we get this conversation started, I want to send a shout out to our brother from another mother holding it down in Chi-Town, the one and only Kevin Schuyler. Kevin, are you there? Man, come on, man. You know I'm here. <laughs> What's up, boy? How you doing? Man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, life is good. You know, you take, you know, we take our challenges day by day, man, and let God do what God does, man. And he has truly been a blessing each and every time. Oh, man. Doc, it's so good hearing your voice, man. I know you're holding it down in Chi-Town. Always good to hear you, man. I want to thank you so much. For those who are listening, we are the GMAP One Broadcasting Network, and I'm on the phone with our executive producer, the one and only Kevin Strada. We are the number one motivational, inspirational platform on the planet. Kevin, can you tell us how many countries we are reaching at this time? Oh, my goodness, man. You know what? We are up to over 187 countries around the world, man, and we wow. are so grateful uh, that God has blessed us with that, and uh, people are truly responding to the different programs, such as this one. And, uh, I mean, things are just going very, very well, man. I won't complain because I can't. Man, Doc, we want to thank God for you, man, and what you do for the GMAP One Broadcasting Network. Man, we thank God for this vision that God has planted into your heart. And we're just so grateful to be a part of man, to make this thing happen. Uh, and thank you so much, man, for your, your just pouring into uh, suffering in silence and believing in what we bring to the conversation on depression, suicide, and the body of Christ. Man, we love you. We thank God for you Amen. personally. Amen. And God bless you, man. Of course, uh, I can always say I've been there, done that, because uh, I don't really tell people uh, that I know or understand what they're going through unless I face that challenge myself personally. And uh, suffering yes, in sir. silence, man, that hits the nail right on the head, man, because I've been there. I've been there, and I know exactly what it is to be uh, in a position to suffer in silence, man. So I'm grateful for what God has done by placing you on this platform and sharing the vision and sharing what God has placed in your heart. Man, we're so grateful for you, Doc, and thank God for you. You're in our thoughts, our prayers. And we just believe, man, God is doing great things, and he has the best yet to come for you personally and for the GMAP One Broadcasting Network. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was our executive producer, the one and only Kevin Strada, my brother from another mother, holding it down in Chi-Town. Kevin, we love you, man. Thank God for you. I got the request, and we'll be responding shortly. Man, amen. I appreciate that, man. I'll be waiting, man. And go ahead, man. And you know what? Let you know. Let the Lord use you, man. And of course, man, take your time. You know, let the people hear uh, uh, what it is that God has placed in your spirit with your special guest on tonight, man. And I know that they have an outstanding, outstanding program coming ahead. Man, thank God for you, man. Appreciate you. Loving the, love you in the Lord, man. My brother from another mother, ladies and gentlemen, that was our executive producer and the CEO of GMAP One Broadcasting Network, our brother, uh, uh, Pastor Kevin Schrouder, holding it down in the Windy City, Chi-Town. Uh, we're coming to you live from the broadcasting booth here in York, Pennsylvania, and we have here in the broadcasting booth with us the one and only Cowboy. He stepped in on tonight. He's going to be in our uh, in, in this conversation, but we also have uh, my good friend and brother from Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Pastor Keith Kennedy. Uh, uh, Doc, are you there? I'm here, Doc. Good to be here. What's up, boy? How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm here by his grace, Reverend, by his Doc. grace. And Doc, Doc, man, it's so good hearing your voice, man. Welcome to GMAP One Broadcasting Network, man. I know this is your first time uh, with us. 
So, Doc, give us a little bit about yourself, man. Tell the, tell the listening audience uh, we're now on 187 uh, 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 countries across the across the world, across the globe, man. So, so tell a li- tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to the GMAP One family. Yes, sir. Um, my pleasure. I'm here from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm holding it down here in Jacksonville. Uh, my good friend, Staff <laughs> Walthour. Um, Back in 1985. Don't tell it all, Reverend. Don't tell it all, Doc. Don't. <laughs> yes, sir. So we're here in Jacksonville. Um, we started a ministry, K. Lamar Ministries, and it's a ministry started to impact the community here in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, also, um, we're um, athletic chaplain of the Everwaters College um, here in Jacksonville, the athletic department. Um, and we're here um, just trying to be an impact to young student athletes. Good to be here tonight. Wow. Man, so good having you, Doc, man. You have to tell everybody we go back to 1985, man. You're telling everybody oh, how man, old I you are. You. Was, You're telling everybody telling how old you are. <laughs> Reverend, I'm not that old, Reverend, so I don't know. You're telling your age. You're not telling mine. <laughs> but listen, man, That's this conversation, Doc, as you know, man, we're talking about suffering in silence, Doc, and we got uh, here in our in our broadcasting booth, uh, my good friend and brother, one of the community soldiers here in York, Pennsylvania, uh, Cowboy. Cowboy, can you give a shout out to our GMAP One uh, broadcasting network? I'm glad to, man. It's, 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 it's good and it's a wonderful feeling. I want to give a shout out to this program, man. And I hope that there's listeners around the globe, around the world, to listen to what we speak about. Uh, we need your participation. We need your commitment, man. Uh, we need to build back up communication in the communities and the families and the churches and around the world. God bless you and thank you very much. Amen. If you want to be a part of this conversation, uh, you can call in. Uh, the, the number is area code 302-202-1110, access code 538661. If you want to be a part of this conversation, wherever you are on the broadcasting spectrum, you can call in and, and let your voice be heard. Once again, this is 302 302- 202-1110, access code uh, 538-661. And tonight we're talking about teenage depression. Uh, uh, this is an epidemic that is definitely uh, uh, paramount in our community. Um, and we just want to talk about it on tonight. Uh, uh, our young people are being bullied. Uh, they're being pressured. They're being uh, harassed. And many of them are, are resorting to, to suicide. And uh, Pastor Kennedy, you mentioned that you deal with young people up there in Jacksonville. What are some of the challenges you're seeing uh, with our youth as it relates to this this suicide? Well, absolutely. Um, you, for one, you never understand or you never know um, the things that go through these young people's minds and the things that they deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I deal with athletes, as I said, and um, some of these big football players, you know, they're big in stature, um, but they're they're small in in, in um, the things that they're going through and the things and the um, different kinds of um, help that they can have. And um, I'm finding out, listen, these guys go through all kinds of things. Not to slate the the young ladies, they go through things as well. Um, but you know, it's just surprising to see some of these big athletes, strong athletes, and the things that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis as it relates to um, depression. I mean, they, they're depressed about 
school. They're depressed about their home situation. They're depressed about um, even their um, relationship. Um, they're depressed. And, um, and um, you know, you talked about bullying earlier. Um, you know, yes, when, we, um, when we were growing up, I mean, we were bullied. Of course, bullying was, um, has been around for a long time. Um, but now you have the social um, media um, where um, bullies can come at you from all sorts of angles. So they're dealing wow. with it um, on, a, on a much bigger scale than we had to deal with it. Wow. And these are athletes, Doc? Oh, these are athletes. Oh, yeah. Big, big, brawny athletes. I mean, hey, um, um, bullying um, really it, it, it has no respect to person. Wow. You know, um, um, and, and people are, um, um, people will be surprised, but these, these big, big athletes and um, strong athletes and um, um, they're, they're strong physically, but a, a lot of times these bullies can get in their head. Wow. My God. Now, what is, what is the age you're dealing with in terms of uh, the athletes? In terms of athletes, I mean, um, of course, you know, you can come to school as um college as early as seven, you know, seventeen years old. So I mean I'm dealing with athletes from like seventeen, eighteen up to um um twenty three, twenty four, twenty five in some cases. Wow. Wow. And doc, these young men and women are dealing with suicide at that age. At that age, they're dealing with suicide. You know, um, funny you mention it. I mean, I my um, my secretary. I was talking with her on um, on just a couple of days ago, and um, she um, she um, knows a, a young lady um, who um, daughter is 15 years old, and just a couple of days ago, um, literally, um, she um, um, cut her wrist trying to commit suicide, and this was just cut a couple wrist. of days. Yes, cut a wrist. You know, wow. and um, these, these young people are so um, so pressured. I mean, they they rather um, check out than deal with it. My God, my God, Doc, uh, man, this is a different world, man. Much different than the world we grew up in, Doc. And 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 the young people that we're seeing today are under so much pressure. Uh, I want to bring Cowboy into this conversation, man. Uh, I know we walk this 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 community. Uh, we knock on doors. We engage young people uh, from different spectrums of life. Uh, you you come in from San Francisco, and you've been uh, a foot soldier, a street soldier for many years. Uh, I know uh, this is not new to you, uh, but to hear athletes dealing with this as 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 young as teenagers, uh, what would you say, Doc? What, what, how can we turn this thing around, Cowboy? The uh, <clears throat> the thing that 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 has to be absolutely needed is we need to find a solution and um, bringing our families back together. That's very important. When we don't have mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles and brothers, uh, grandparents, uncles and aunts, um, communication and leadership and healing is missing in the family. Wow. And with a lot of the young folks that uh, I've experienced with suicide attempts, it's a pain of neglect. My God. And being pushed away. Okay. And these young kids are not strong spiritually. So you think there's a spiritual deficiency? Yes, sir. 
now, 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 uh, um, uh, Pastor Kennedy, I know you can you can hear the broadcast, and I know you're in the ministry, and and I think Cowboy brought up a very interesting point. Uh, he talked about the spiritual deficiency. Do you see that in these athletes as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we uh, on our campus we have um, um, mandatory um, worship service on on Wednesdays. Um, and, yeah, and mandatory worship you, service. Mandatory, and I submit to you, if it wasn't mandatory, uh, most of them wouldn't show up. So absolutely, wow. Cowboys, Cowboys, right? I mean, it's um, uh, we're living. I, I mean, we're living really um, in a time and age now, um, Pastor, where um, you know, folk don't know God. You know, wow. they don't have a relationship. Um, with Christ, um, church isn't important. Um, um, your spiritual growth isn't important. Matter of fact, we live in a society where um, your right is right and my right is right, no matter how opposite they are. Doc, can you say that again? You, you said we're living in a society where your right is right and my right, right, is, right. is right. And my right is right. No matter how opposite they are. No matter how opposite they are. So basically, we're living in a society where there is no wrong. There's no wrong. Yeah. My uh, God. My God. You're Cowboy, wrong. Uh, you're right. I'm right. All, all of us are right. You know, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no um, compass. There's no moral wow. compass um, in our society anymore. Now, now, cowboy, you 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 open this window for the spiritual deficiency. And uh, being here in York, uh, by way of Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, and we met, we we connected here in York because you came in from San Francisco. Uh, I'm interested in your in your perspective of that spiritual deficiency. Can you can you talk some more about that in terms of our youth? Spiritual deficiency is, is feeling good about yourself. It's a good mental attitude. It's a good attitude. It's emotional attitude that you have about yourself. You have that spiritual chemistry when things knock you down, you know how to get back up. Mm. Okay. You have that fight in you. You see what I'm saying? You don't give up on yourself. You don't give up on yourself uh, spiritually or mentally or emotionally. And I see a lot of young folks don't have that. Pain is devastating. They say pressure will bust a pipe. But when you look at a lot of people, a lot of people are in serious pains for various reasons. You think our youth are dealing with life through, yeah. through, through the lenses of pain? Yes. And the, and, the, and, the, and the big thing is, Pastor, that they have no one to talk to. Right. Wow. No one to turn to at that moment. And it builds up. And it builds up. And that pain turns into unhappiness. It turns into low self-esteem. No self-love, no communication for self. And what I see in a lot of a lot of young people, they're struggling learning how to turn themselves on to what's happening to them, information-wise, understanding-wise. Mm. And when you look at our society, our communication lines are down. And I, I mean, as 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 myself, if I'm in pain, who can I turn to to say, "Can I talk to you?" Wow. Excuse me, sir. I got some issues here. We don't want to hear that. So you think we're just concerned about our own world? Yes. 
Uh, pa Pastor um, uh, Kennedy, um, I know you've been in the ministry, Doc. You were preaching back in the day at FloMo, uh, and you have a long legacy of preaching. Uh, I think you, you were called at a young age into the ministry. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty, talk a little bit, because I, I, think, I think you can talk a little bit about that in terms of being called to the ministry at a young age and dealing with the pressure uh, as a young uh, as a young African-American man, as a young man in general, but also as a young man in the ministry. Talk a little bit about some of the things that you that you um, were, were faced with as a young man. Well, first of all, I think, I think um, you know, in riding off what um, Cowboy just said, I, I think that, um, you know, we have a society of parents now who say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to raise my children differently than I was raised. Um, I, in, in other words, I was made to go to church, so therefore I'm not going to make my children go. Um, and, 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 um, you know, neglecting the fact that it worked for you and, and, wow. and since, since it worked for me, um, you know, um, I'm going to, um, I'm going to govern myself accordingly as it relates to my children. Um, one of the things, um, you know, I did, um, when, um, when, when my children were born, I say, listen, Hey, um, you know, it worked for me. Um, and I tell people across the country when I'm preaching, um, particularly to um, young people, um, um, back in FloMo days um, um, and even further back, um, I was in church. Um, I was going to church, but, you know, the church wasn't in me. Right. Um, but, but the truth of the matter is you can't keep going. You can't keep learning about Christ and Somehow, at some point in your life, it doesn't register in your life. Mm. And and wow. one of the, one of the one of the um one of the things for me, I had a I had a I was a grand I was grandparents boy. I I love my grandparents and um and um every Sunday when we were um when I was at Florida Memorial every Sunday um my my family met at my grandparents house every Sunday for dinner um after church. Sunday dinner, right. So I would right. So I would call I would call home every Sunday because I knew I could make one phone call and um and talk to everybody. Um because you know back then um long distance wasn't free. Um right. and so uh and so I would call on Sundays and uh, so I would go to chapel service um over on, on campus every Sunday because I knew when I spoke with my grandmother, the first question she was going to ask me, did I go to church today? And wow. I didn't want to have to, I didn't want to have to lie to my grandmother. I know so you're I, right, Doc. I kept, yeah. So I kept going to church. But the good news about that is I kept going to church, but one day the church got in me. My and God. once the church gets in you, and then you start to begin to see a change and 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 um cowboy I think said it um when when you um when you have some spiritual consciousness, then you know that you have help through some of the situations that life may throw you away and so, basically and so I learned at an early age Go ahead. so basically you're saying that there's a lack of spiritual consciousness, there's a lack of spiritual awareness. 
absolutely and we're and if there's no awareness um there's there's no understanding that hey listen when i'm going through i do have help i just have to plug into it wow for those of you who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. We're coming to you live from the broadcasting booth here in York, Pennsylvania. And we're talking tonight to Cowboy, who's here in the broadcasting booth with me uh, here in York. And also my good friend and brother, uh, Pastor uh, Keith Kennedy of Jacksonville, Florida. And we're talking about teenage, uh, de- teenage depression. Uh, Doc, there's a new, there's a new um, report that came out, and I want to just give you some statistics. Uh, this report uh, came out. Uh, this year, and it said uh, most teenagers, American teenagers across demographic lines, uh, see depression and anxiety as major problems among their peers. Uh, this is a new survey by the Pew Research uh, Center. Uh, this particular survey also found that 70% of those teenagers saw mental health as a big issue. Cowboy, listen to these statistics, and we're going to get further into this discussion. Depression, anxiety, and mental issues. I know you work with the uh, the Youth Detention Center here in York, and you're in the system. You go behind the lines. You're, you're there on the front lines uh, uh, on a weekly basis, uh, and you're talking to young people who are acting out rage, acting out um, anxiety, acting out hurt, and they find themselves up in the system. Um, what 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 would you say to these statistics, man? Uh, where in this day and time, most of our teens are talking about depression, anxiety, and mental health issues as the largest segment of their concerns. What I've experienced, Pastor, is that a lot of these kids are not wanted by their parents. My God. And that's a big cause of the depression, anxieties, and mental health. They don't feel wanted. Don't feel wanted. Have no coping skills. And, you know, love is a very powerful word, very powerful word. And can you imagine if this country was full of love, the type of people we would be? Since there is no love, look at what we're experiencing. Gun violence, suicide attempts, opium overdose, heroin overdose. What's happening? I mean, we can only blame so much on, on, on the drugs that they're taking. But let's look inside these individuals. Is that really where the pain is? Is that really where the problem is? And for a lot of these kids, being pushed away like they are and having no coping skills and no understanding skills, what I try to do is to treat, try to talk to them about character. It's, it's, it's hard to try to understand why your parents don't want you. That's the biggest hurt of love that anybody can experience. Girlfriend might leave you, okay, but when your mother and father leave you, that is devastating. That is very, very devastating. Wow. So what I try to do is try to teach kids coping skills and how to cope with that. And the one thing, Pastor, that I really put a lot of emphasis on, if your parents don't want you, there is two elements that want you. Number one, God wants you. Wow. The good Lord wants you. And number two, he wants you to have yourself. If your earthly parents don't want you, your heavenly father does. Yes. Wow. And then he will give you the power and the strength and understanding to want yourself. Wow. If your if your earthly parents don't want you, you have a heavenly father who does. Right. Doc, that's that's powerful. That's 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 powerful, man. Yes. That's profound. 
Pastor Kennedy, I know uh, you, you're listening in, man. Uh, what, what, what would you say about these statistics? And, and, and Cowboy, I think, just made a very powerful insight. When you're, And David said this in Psalm 27, when my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord mm-hmm. would take me up. Doc, yeah. do you see that as well with these athletes that you're dealing with that maybe they don't feel like they're wanted at home and wanted by their families and, and they're oh, dealing I- with that depression? Absolutely. I mean, um, Cowboy hit it right on the head. I mean, um, we're we're living in a society where um, the parents, um, they're they're concentrating on being their children's friend and not their Mm. parents. And and one thing about a friend, um, Pastor Walter, a friend, um, a buddy, a pal, is your equal, and, wow. and you treat him as such. Your child needs your guidance, but when you're treating him as your equal, you forget that he needs your guidance, and you're just trying to run with him instead of trying to run for him. Time out, time out. Hold on, wait a minute, put a pin in it. Let me get this right, Doc. You're saying that we're spending more time today trying to be the friends of our children and not parenting them. And as their friends, we're giving them equal access Mm -hmm. to us that we're putting them on our level and we're not giving them the guidance that we need. Right. Because because when we put them on our level, we assume they know just as much as we do. Man, oh, man. Come on, Doc. And so, Come on, man. And so now we're not we're not teaching them about life. We're not teaching them um, the the curveballs and the knuckleballs and and the tricks um, that life can throw their way. And so when it comes, um, not only um, do they have to deal with it by themselves, they feel like they don't have anyone to talk to. Wow. Because you're just a wow. friend. And a lot of things I don't want my friend to know I'm going through. That's why, again, hence um, suffering in silence. Man, what an insight. And so you, 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 you're saying that we're spending too much time trying to be the friends of our children and not their parents. And we need to be giving them uh, guidance. And that's what's missing. We need to be giving them guidance. Um, we... Uh, again, we're so caught up into you know how strict our parents were, and um, and and um, it didn't hurt us, it didn't kill us, but you <laughs> you don't want you, yeah I I um listen I had strict parents I had strict grandparents uncles and aunts I, but um it it didn't make me hate them it didn't make me dislike them as a matter of fact a child God built us in such a way that we welcome discipline. Mm. We are built to be disciplined. Wow. That's powerful. Uh, I, I, I want to bring you into this. Uh, Pastor Kennedy Pastor Kennedy just said something powerful. He said, God so designed us where we want discipline as, as children. Children crave that type of discipline from their parents. 
you being in the system, and I want to, and I'm going to bring you back in, Pastor Kennedy, because I think that's powerful. You being in the system, is it is it hard for them to receive the discipline once they get to you, or do you see them having a a, a response like finally, you know, I, I don't want to be here, but finally somebody is telling me what I need to do. Finally, somebody is telling me what I need to hear. And even though they might not be, they might not like where they are, they appreciate you as being a disciplinarian. I, I see both sides of that. But, wow. But, but let me add something to that. And I, and I agree with the pastor 100%. When you look at our society and you look at our laws, what have our laws done to our families? What have they done to our parents? What have they done to our children? The laws. The laws. Um, discipline was taken out of the schools. Prayer was taken out of the schools. Right? Corporal punishment was taken from the parents as well as in the schools. So where is the discipline? Where is it? And so a lot of parents that were perhaps good disciplinary said, you know what? I throw my hands up because I see it when I sit down and talk to kids in these sessions. Mm. Cowboy, my parents, I've had parents say, Cowboy, I don't know what to do with them. You do something for them. You take them. You handle it. You handle the situation. I've always felt that Congress and the legislature, when they took away corporal punishment and said you can't spank your kids, I felt that that was a message that they were sending to our children that was very detrimental to them. When you go back in the time, they had a 1-800 number. You spank your child, you call it 1-800 number. I remember. The they come to the police. So, you know, legislators and Congress and the communities and teachers and the law enforcement, we're not on the same page when it comes down to discipline our children. And I've found with a lot of kids that's in depression, dealing with anxiety, dealing with a lot of pain, and they say, Calvary, how can I get out of this? Spiritually, bro. Two, self-discipline. Okay? How do you not enter a relationship with yourself? Pain is a reason for pain. What does pain do? Pain can make you a better person or it can make you a worse person. Depends on how you use it. How you use it. That's your choice. Exactly. But if you have good foundation, and for, like for the three of us, you know, you might come home from school, you might come home from the community center, and maybe some kid beat you up and you ran home with your nose bloody. Dad said, come here. Sam, what you crying for? Who did this to you? Sister, get up. We're going back out there. He took you back out there. Right, right. And said, you're going to learn how to fight. Right. And you're going to learn how to understand pain, rejection. You're going to learn how to understand when somebody's trying to bully you. You're going to, now you might not win the battle. At least you stood up to it. And that was a good foundation for a lot of our young people to stand on. And when you look at what we're experiencing now in those numbers, breakup, marriages, relationships, we don't handle them too well. And I had a, 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 a friend of mine, we was talking about this, and she said, you know, Cowboy, she says, I thank God for giving me the inner strength. Wow. When I caught my boyfriend cheating on me, I just turned around and walked away from me and never went back to him. That's the kind of strength that God gives us. That's the kind of strength that we need to understand depression to understand breakdowns and disappointments, mm. things of that nature. And so when I look at what we're going through right now, because I was telling mom, uh, we had a, a conversation about the lines of communication. They're gone. 
And there's a lot of hurting kids out there in our society on our streets. They don't know who to turn to. Wow. They don't know who to come to. And so if they stay out there for a length of time, look at what that, that rejection and that pain does to them. The key thing, Pastor, I'm going to give it back to you and the other pastors, is this. If you were say to the cowboy, how can we change those, those numbers, those statistics there? How can we break this cycle? How can we get our kids back up on their feet? The number one thing is that God-given personal attitude. Wow. That's where the pain is. That's where the rejection is. Pastor Kennedy, I know you you can hear the conversation here, man. And, and Cowboy, I think you're saying some powerful stuff. Um, go, going back to how things are, and you, you said something so profound, Pastor, uh, that we're built for discipline, uh, that young people really crave that discipline. What, what's been your experience that when these children get to you, and I know, I know you, Doc, uh, you're like Cowboy, you're a young version of Cowboy, you know, you're a disciplinarian. You know, you have boundaries. You draw the line, and uh, but it's with respect. When when these young people get to you who have who have not had discipline, are they receptive to you as 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 taking that role in their life? Well, absolutely, because um, you 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 have to carry yourself um, as someone in authority um, over these over these kids. Carry yourself in a way that. Um, they know, first of all, you're approachable. You're approachable and available. Um, however, you know, you can't just spit game at me. You know, you, you got to come at me because um, where you are, I've been there. And, and, and one, thing, one thing that I've always said to the, um, the um, athletes in particular um, on campus is, when you see me coming, don't adjust yourself. Be yourself. Mm. Show Be yourself. me your flaws. And I'll show you my flaws because let me help you with something. I can't help you with your flaws if you're showing me or presenting someone who's flawless. Wow. Wow. Let me say that again because I, 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 um, I want to make sure Cowboy – uh, can hear on on this end it's a little challenge, uh, and I want Cowboy to to think about this. I want to bring you back in on this point. Pastor Kennedy talked about um, uh, being honest and being, being being about who you are, and he said something that I think is so profound. And I want you to elaborate on this, Pastor Kennedy. I can't help you with your flaws if you're showing me somebody who's flawless. Doc. Cowboy got it. He's not. He's gonna come in on that point. But Doc, go a little bit further on that. I want. I want. I want you to dive a little bit deeper because so many times, even as pastors, Doc, we have this this persona that we have it all under control. That you know, you know, everything is cool. You know, we didn't. We have no problems. It's all good. Doc, talk a little bit about that, man. Being transparent. Well, these these kids have to know that. uh, Listen, if Pastor Keith. Is what they call me on campus, Pastor Keith. If he if he cut if someone cuts me, I bleed. If I twist my ankle, I say ouch. <laughs> if I if if I have cold like symptoms, I take Nyquil. I'm just like you. Mm. I I'm just an older mature version, hopefully more mature than you. And, and, and so I've been there, done that. 
and and hmm. I can't present myself flawless when I'm trying to help someone with their flaws. I think your um your um executive producer said it before he hung up. He said, um, listen, I I can talk about um um depression in silence because I've been there. Wow. And and so we have to show them and let them know, listen, I've been there. You know, mm. and, and of course now we may not we may not have suffered um on a level that they suffer on, um, because, you know, we've um we've um um we didn't we didn't have as much um distraction as they have right. they have a lot of distractions. I mean I can remember growing up um, as a little kid. Um, I could, I can enjoy, I can enjoy things around the house, and um, and and I could play with things that was on my grandmother's um, dresser drawer, and and have just as much fun. Um, but now, you know, they're on they're on the television. They're these videos, and and um, you know, they're. Their creative imagination, um, they're not using because they're they're being um, challenged with people who've already created the atmosphere that they want to drive in their spirit. Wow, wow, that's that's powerful, Doc. Uh, Cowboy, I know you um, um, you listened in on what Pastor is saying. Well, you talk about transparency um, in dealing with depression, anxiety, and and mental health. How, how important is it being transparent with those who might be dealing with some of the things that we're dealing with tonight? Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's very important. And, and the pastor brought up a, a key, a key point about being honest, you know, and um, when you're not honest, it's really hard to figure out what's going on. Um, for the person that wants to help you, but most of all, it's really hard for that person to figure out what's going on when they're not not being transparent and not being honest about about the situation, about these situations that they're having. That word discipline is very is very, very key, is very important. Going back to what you'd asked me, when I present this to a lot of kids, there's a lot of kids that were I might have thought, I just got a letter uh, yesterday from a kid. He said, Cowboy, thank you for the discipline discipline conversation we had. Wow. He wrote that. He wrote that. In his letter. In his letter. Thanking you. For the discipline wow. conversation that we had. For disciplining him yeah. in conversation. Right. About how to understand, because he's going through it right now, how important discipline is in putting your map together, getting your roles together, getting your routes together, and finding resources for what you need to help you to overcome this devastating pain that you're experiencing. So flaws and flawless, you see what I'm saying? We can't help you if you're saying this and you're being this way. And when I look at society as a whole, and if you pass in, in the pastor floor would ask me, I would like to see more honest people. Working with our kids. Yes, not only that, but more honest people working with our kids and more honest people about how they feel. Because when you hide it with drugs and alcohol, it's really hard to figure it out. So you're saying that sometimes people are resorting to the drugs, the alcohol, and other uh, addictions yes. because they're trying to hide their pain? Yes. 
Uh, Pastor Kennedy, would you like to uh, talk about, talk about that? <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're hiding their pain, and and as Cowboy stated, um, and then you don't have um, people that are, are being honest with them, and and we begin to pacify their behavior. Um, I I remember I remember uh, some years ago I was talking with a, a young man. Um, he had been dealing with um, drug addiction, and um, and and I began to mentor him and and talk with him. And um, and um, I would study his behavior. I mean, I would just study his behavior. I knew, I knew when I studied his behavior in such a method, in such a fashion that I knew when he was back on that on those drugs. Wow. And 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 um, and because his behavior was would change drastically. Was it and, was there slight and, change and I, or was there a subtle change? Oh, it was it was a it was a, a um, very um, very um, um, noticeable change. Very wow. very noticeable. I mean, in in his speech, um, um, in his in his honesty versus dishonesty, um, and um, and you know he would begin to you know do things and and you know I you know I watch um, I watch Judge um, Mathis on television and, and he says he, he he loves to say, you know, you're having these these um crackhead tendencies. And 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 so the change, you could see the change. And mm. and one thing I would tell him, I said, you're back out there on those drugs, man. How you ever gonna get right if you keep doing this, doing this, doing that, doing and and, and one thing he said to me that 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 um made me know I was on I was pointed in the right direction. He said, you know what? The thing I like and appreciate about you the most, Pastor, is that you're always straightforward and honest with me. Wow. You don't you don't try to pacify what I'm doing. And a lot of people around folk that um are dealing with struggles, um, they pacify. Mm. And and they enable them, and 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 you're just as bad as the person that has the addiction. I want to go. I want to go a little bit deeper into these statistics because we talked about the teenagers identifying depression, anxiety, um, and um, mental health as some of the driving factors. In addition to those uh, depression, anxiety, and mental health issues, they also identify bullying drug addiction, gangs as problems, particularly for those who are in low-income households. Um, now, that, that, that puts a whole different level of, 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 of dynamics on this when you start looking at the socioeconomic uh, communities that these individuals come from. Uh, I know, uh, Cowboy, you being in the system and you going behind uh, the veil, so to speak, to deal with young people in the, in the, in the youth detention center, you get them from all walks of life. Um, but uh, Pastor Kennedy, I'm going to let you uh, uh, address this. I'm going to bring Cowboy back in. The, the athletes that you deal with, are, do they come from, from a variety of backgrounds? Are they predominantly low income? What's, what's the socioeconomic makeup from the communities that they come from? And then we're going to bring Cowboy in. Well, well absolutely. Um, it's not 100% um, the same background. They come from different backgrounds, but mostly, um, you know, low income to um middle income um um 
mostly um, um, one parent homes. Um, and so, one thing we go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So one thing we one thing we have to we have to realize when when it comes to you know you you you, you quoted the statistics and and um, the bullying and um, drug addiction. And and, yeah. and and those sort of things. We have to realize, um, see, small things start off small. And and you know, those things that your two year old do that was cute, not so cute when he's ten. <laughs> wow. And so we have to we have to address the two year old bully. Because so by the time it gets to we see these tendencies and we don't act on them, we 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 think they're cute, and we we almost continue to endorse them and encourage them to act out that behavior as opposed to correcting Absolutely. them. Absolutely, yeah. Look, look, Johnny, don't play. Um, um, you, um, look, Johnny, a hit you. Look, Johnny, a fight. Well, Johnny, you know, and 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 and, uh, and we think that's cute. Uh, yeah, it's cute at two, but at ten and at fifteen, it's it's progressed, and now it's out of control. Out of control. And then when look when little Johnny start dating, he's he's abusive toward women, and he's beating his wife. Absolutely, because and he's abusive, never been corrected. Because he was raised by his friend and not his parent. Wow. So rather than his parent correcting him at two, saying that that's inappropriate behavior, his parent was a friend at two and complimented them and, and continued the process that now little Johnny, not only is he beating up everybody, but he's also beating up his parents. Absolutely. Because now, now you become the victim. The very wow. thing what? that you thought was so cute and so funny, now it's being afflicted on you, and it's not that funny anymore. Cowboy, what, what what's your take on that? I mean, he, he brought some very good points, and I know you see some of the same parallels at the Youth Detention Center. He made a point about little Johnny. Uh, beating up his parents, beating up his girlfriend. Let's not forget the dog. He kicked the dog around, too. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he kicked the dog around too. <laughs> everybody, everybody on Little Johnny list. One thing that's really important that I think sometimes we forget to look is how he how he kicking himself around in here on the inside. On the inside. And I think we're not seeing that because we don't have time to look that deep to find the decay that's in the soul, that's in the spirit, that's in the heart. Wow. It takes a certain person. It takes one of God's children, disciples, to be that patient, to be that discipline, to be that kind, but also be firm to get to the root of what we're speaking about here. Wow. My experience in San Quentin and sitting down talking with a lot of the young men that were in gangs, because we took our kids from gangs to gang members that would turn their life around in San Quentin. And the number one issue was family. Their father was never there for them. The father left when they was three months old, two years old, seven years old, or nine years old. And they seen their father just beat their mother 
to the fault. They beat them. And there's so much disrespect and dishonor. And they just continue the cycle. Yes. And so they, they went out. And see, one thing that we got to realize when you look at these gangs, these gangs are members that's feeling the same way. That's why they love and salute each other. Man, let me tell you something. My old man wasn't nothing. He's brought, let me tell you about my old man. Can I sit down and just have a little drink? And just look over? And that's, I just talk about each other's father. He wasn't no good. Mm-hmm. Mom wasn't no good. So since there was no love and leadership in the house, mm-hmm. outside the house, around the house, they left feeling discouraged. Wow. And they needed to find some type of identity to join the gang. Mm. So you hurt me, I hurt you. So, so the gang became their ID. Yes, it did. That became their family. Yep. Thank you. Wow. Exactly. So when you look at little Johnny, let's look at how little Johnny, like, like I tell a lot of kids, I, I said, why are you fighting? Why are you bullying somebody? They really can't give me a, a positive answer because they bully themselves, first of all. They fight themselves, first of all, with unhappiness. Hmm. Wow. For those who are listening, this is Suffering in Science. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. Coming to you live from the broadcasting booth right here in York, Pennsylvania. We have on with us tonight Pastor Kennedy, Keith Kennedy uh, of Jacksonville, Florida. And we have here uh, with us in the broadcasting booth, uh, Cowboy, uh, uh, one of our community street soldiers, are very involved with our community here, community engaged and connected. And we're just having conversations about teenage suicide. And if you're listening to us tonight, and maybe you're a teenager, or maybe you're not a teenager, uh, find you some help, find you some support, uh, connect with somebody that can pour life into you. You don't have to suffer in silence. If you want to be a part of this conversation, you can call uh, area code 302-202-1110, area code 302-202-1110, and hit the access code 538-661. That's area code 302 302- 202-1110, access code uh, 538-661. This is a call-in uh, broadcast. You can call in, be a part of this conversation, uh, give us your insights, give us your stories, give us uh, uh, um, some directional insight uh, on some of the things that we're talking about. So we want to hear from you. Uh, Pastor Kennedy, I think you, 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 you opened up a very interesting uh, uh, discussion about Lil Johnny and the progression that took place uh, in the life of little Johnny, that that big Johnny started out as little Johnny. Uh, there's an old antic that says old fools started out as young fools. And and so mm-hmm. uh, as we're speaking to our youth, we're talking about youth that's dealing with drug addictions, bullying, uh, gang, particular uh, problems, and and also the the economics aspect of it. Uh, how do you get them to see hope? In, in such dire situations, uh, Pastor Kennedy? Well, you point them to Christ. And how do you do that? The church has to work with the parents um, and mm. have, it, it has to be an open dialogue between church and, and parents um, because what we have to know is it's the family that makes up the church. And, and so we have to be concerned about families because in order to have a healthy church, you have to have a healthy family. That's right. That's and, correct. And, 
Yeah, and, and the reason why the church is unhealthy is because it's full of unhealthy families. And so we got to begin to, to let these parents know, um, listen, you're not alone. Um, um, Hillary Clinton was right. It takes a village. And, and, and sometimes three and four villages for some of our children. And, and, and so we have to, we have to know um, and let these parents know that we're concerned about little Johnny. We're concerned wow. about little Jill um, because let, let's be, let's be um, 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 honest about it. Um, we have a lot of little Jills that's, that's out of control as well. And, and, and yeah, and little Johnny and Jill. And so we have to, <laughs> We, we have to we have to let these parents know that um we're here for them and and um and to begin to um impart see we live we we're living in a society pastor um you know we got the, we're letting the rappers um form um our opinions in life um don't no. judge me you're not the judge of me um um can't nobody judge me all these little all these calling cries that Satan used to silence the saints. And, and so now we're so concerned about offending people that we've become silent as it relates to mending people. Wow. And so we have to get always. We have to go from being afraid to offend people to mending people. We have to go from offense, offending to mending. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, like I say this all the time. I say, I'd rather offend you into heaven than ignore you into hell. Wow. I would rather offend you into heaven than to ignore you into hell. Absolutely. Wow. And, Man, that's and, that's that's what, and that's what we become. We we become um strategic ignorers. Wow. Wow. And not, you, um, and, go ahead, go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I I was just I was just finishing up and I and I was just saying, you know, yeah. Um, we, we've just become we've just become um, um, strategic um, ignorers, and, and we're and we're not. No one's willing to um, offend because there's a healthy way to offend people. Hmm. And um, you, you know, I, I had a I had an uncle, Uncle Richard, and um, um, Uncle Richard. Um, um, my, my mother would let my uncle Richard, um, discipline me when I got out of control and, and not only me, but some of my cousins, my, my other aunts and uncles would let uncle Richard discipline, um, their children when they got out of control. And one thing that, um, uncle Richard, um, um, was good at, he said, he going to straighten you up right where you messed up. <laughs> and 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 I <laughs> and I I remember I was so 
I was so concerned about being the class clown um, that I wouldn't allow the um, teacher to to, um, to teach the other students that were, that were there to learn. And I was in fifth grade. I'll never forget. I was in fifth grade, and, and that teacher called Uncle Richard. And Uncle Richard came up to the school. Came to the school, Doc. And right where I showed out at, that's where he straightened me at. And listen, I am better today because Uncle Richard didn't spare the rod. And that's that's our problem, you know. Cowboy talking about it when they took discipline and and prayer out of school. And I say to people all the time, I say it, it really wasn't the prayer that they took out of school that, that hurt the student. It was the discipline because let me help you with something. You can't take prayer out of me. You can take it out of school, but prayer is in me. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't right. have to openly demonstrate um, my communication to God. Um, and so you, can, you can't take it out of, of, of the school because it's in me. But one thing right. they took out, they took out discipline. And when they took out discipline and, and, uh, and the parents and teachers and authorities' um, ability to discipline um, our children, then they went away. And now they think that they can do and say whatever they want to say because there's no consequences. Without, without any consequence or recourse. Wow, that's powerful. I know you work with, um, you know, the, the, the youth, and we're talking about the village concept. It takes a village to raise a child. And I know you deal with some of these issues with the gangs, um, with uh, the drug addiction, um, bullying in, in the youth detention center. And what, I, what, what, what strikes me is that this goes across racial lines. It, 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 it's not restrictive of gender, race, and income. It's, it's affecting everybody, no matter what gender you are, no matter what color you are, no matter what your economic um, um, class may be. These, these things are affecting our young people. Um, what would you say to parents that may be struggling with uh, the misidentification of what these these, these um behavior patterns are, because you mentioned earlier that sometimes the youth are acting out the hurt, you know, so they're being rebellious or they're being um, uh, resistant or they're causing problems in the home to some degree because there's a deeper issue and, and they may not know how to articulate what it is that they're feeling. What would you say to that family that's listening tonight or to that young person that's listening tonight that's, that's in that situation? First of all, <clears throat> I would say you got to be honest about this situation. Second of all, you got to be honest about finding resources for help. I would say to the parents, don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your children. I remember seeing a young man in a situation on TV, and he said something very important that hit my heart and is in my heart right now. And he said, help us out there. you got to want it. And I think sometimes parents have to sit down with themselves and look at their approach to this situation. Maybe their approach is not right. And sometimes we as parents, we don't want to admit that. Wow. I'm right. It's my way or no way. 
that makes it worse. Sometimes you have to go see the pastor. Sometimes you have to go and sit out in a church. Or sometimes you need to go to social services. But take the steps to create some type of support and communication for fixing your family problem. Hmm. Slamming doors and cursing and yelling and screaming is not the answer. It just makes it worse. Makes things worse. It just makes it just makes it worse. And so I, you know, when I do sit down and talk to parents, I ask them to look at re-strategizing. <clears throat> adjusting your attitude, adjusting your communication and, and your understanding. It's time to bring this back together. The family. The family. It is time. You mentioned about the village. Um, the, to me, the village don't have the right attitude because there are some people in the village that don't need to be in the village. We need to get rid of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest with you. We need to get rid of them. And really look at the emphasis of what it takes when they say it takes a village to raise these kids, we as village leaders, ministers, workers, participants, we have to be on the same page. We have to have meetings after meetings after meetings. We've got to be consistent. We've got to begin to knock on doors. And that's difficult. It takes time. It, it takes, takes time. It takes uh, resources. Yes, it does. It takes commitment. Yes, it does. Um, as we look at these numbers, and I'm looking at this chart here, and Pastor Kennedy, I'm going to bring you in as this, on this conversation as well. And for those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. I'm coming to you live from the broadcast in Luther here in York, Pennsylvania. Uh, just in case you notice, we have gone past the 930, I'm sorry, the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, we usually go from 8 to 9, but tonight our executive producer has given us to uh, 9.30 uh, Eastern Time, 8.30 Central Time. So, Pastor Kennedy, if you can stay on uh, uh, to 9.30 um, uh, Eastern Time, you're more than welcome to do so if you have to go then we understand me and Cowboy will continue the conversation, but we would love for you to stay on uh, to 9.30 if you can. Um, and, and for those who are interested, you can call in and uh, be a part of this conversation. The call-in the call number is area code 302-202-1110, access code 538-661. That's 302-202-1110, access code 358 um, and so we're talking about this this epidemic because I look at these numbers and Pastor Kennedy, uh, I want you to come in on this because um, anxiety and, de and depression, 70 percent, bullying, 55 percent, drug addiction, 51 percent, drinking and alcohol, 45 percent. Those uh, those four areas are are the primary areas of concern that our young people are saying that uh, they're concerned about in terms of this particular culture. And what those things lead to is something that's not on the list, is suicide. Anxiety, depression, bullying, drug addiction, uh, and alcohol can all lead to suicide. And that's another part of the conversation that I, I think gets, gets tossed because when you feel like you're hopeless and you're in despair and you don't have any resources or recourse, the only thing, the only option that many times you resort to is what you feel, and that's suicide. And having been there, thought about it, I understand it. Uh, Pastor Kennedy, uh, talk about that dynamic, uh, because for, for maybe for some of the young people that you're dealing with as athletes, that might be the only strand that they have of not committing suicide, the love for the sport, the love for basketball or football, um, is the lifeline that God has given them to, to, to get out of the situation that they're in. Well, the, the thing is, all of those things that you just named, they're considered downers. 
things mm-hmm. that make us upset, things that make us sad, things that make us feel lonely, things that make us feel like um, there's no help. They're downers. And when you have a life full of downers and no escape route, it's, it's sort of like filling your car up with gas and just start driving. Well, if you never stop, if you never stop to fill up again, eventually you're going to be empty. Your car is going to run out of gas. And so it is in the life of people that lives are full of downers. I've been bullied. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm, I'm, I'm on drugs and, and alcohol. Um, I'm, I'm um, anxiety, and if I keep feeding my life with that, eventually my life becomes empty, mm. nowhere to go. And once it becomes empty, I no longer want to be a part of it. And now suicidal thoughts begin to um, ravish and 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 surface in my life and in my in my mind because now I'm thinking there's no escape. And and listen, all the football, all the basketball, because at the end of this day, when the game is over, I'm coming back to a, a life of depression. My goodness. I'm coming back to a, a life of emptiness. I'm coming back to a life where I don't have parents to talk to. I don't have mentors to talk to. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the first, I think, I think um, Edward Waters was founded somewhere around 1866 or somewhere around there. And I'm the first athletic chaplain in the school's history. The first. So in other words, up until about six or seven years ago, these student athletes didn't have somebody like me they could come to and vent. Mm. And so where do you go? Where where, where wow. do you turn when when your your life road dead ends? Where do you go? And, and and when you don't have anywhere to go, and 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 listen, the Bible even talks about it. You know, when um when you're turned over to your own devices, yeah, and yeah. your own thoughts, hey, that's not a good place to be. Wow, I, I see Cowboy nodding um um on, on this side. You're talking about um not having that place to go to vent. And, and having that exit route, that, that outlet. And then everything is so down and so depressive. Um, Doc, how, how do you engage these young people to turn their life around? Because you, you mentioned earlier, you got a letter from a young man, and he was thanking you for, for the discipline that you was giving him. And I'm sure Pastor Kennedy has some of the same testimonies because both of you, you know, you're much, you're, you're, you're a lot, a light in your approach of dealing with people. Both of you have that skill of just dealing with people right where they are. 
what, how do you engage them, cowboy? That once they get to that level, and 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 and, and we've talked, and you've had so many young people who never come back, you know, who left that facility and promised you that because of you, they never come back. And I think we talked out of all the kids, all the youth that you've talked that you've been talking to, maybe three, if that, have come back. But most of them, a vast majority, when they leave that place, they never come back. But what is your approach? How do you engage them to get them to turn their life around? What we're missing, I do believe, is helping these young folks find themselves through this. And that is so important when you look at recovery and when you look at not coming through the revolving doors getting them to find themselves through that pain, through that alcohol, through the suicidal thoughts, through the drugs, the temptation. I'm feeling low. That's the trouble feeling, you know. Um, Coming outside your house and looking at society and seeing people walking down the street and you don't know who to approach to talk to about, can I talk to you? You can't do that. But you should be able to do it. That's what God put us here for. You should wow. be able to do that. And so we're missing that element. Yes, we are. Because we, we, we push people away so quickly with false pretenses, snobbiness, egos, you know what I mean? It's all about me. So trying to get these kids to find themselves through that, because there is a way out, mm. as I tell them. There is a way out. It's difficult, but it's a way out. And that way out is when, before you close your eyes, you go into your room and you go to bed before you close your eyes with a clear conscience, clear conscience, and just be real with yourself about your pain. Because I remember, Pastor, one Sunday when you were talking to us in your sermon, you said, when we was born, God deposited something inside of us. I remember that. He gave us all something. Yes, he did. Right. And for a lot of us, we have lost that. For those who stay on to that and who grab that, they are the ones that are surviving through that. Because they are in touch with themselves. They know what they need. There's a lot of kids don't know what they need. Mm. They don't know. And the further they go with it and the further they get away with it, the more harm they do to themselves. Wow. So my conversation with a lot of these young kids is sit down at the table. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. And the pastor from Florida had mentioned that early on in the conversation about being honest, about what's going on with you. For a lot of these kids, as I wind it down and give it back to you and the pastor, the biggest hurt and the biggest pain is, and I had a lot of them say, Captain, how come our mother and father don't want me? Mm. Okay. How come they don't want me? And to answer that, I would say, listen, fix your life. Get back up on your feet. Remember what God gave you. All right? Wow. Take it back to him. Get on your knees and ask him. Okay. What do you want to be? What do you have to offer yourself? What do you want from life? Mm. Okay. Bring that to you as a way out. Because 
Sometimes adversity, it has its ups and downs, but sometimes adversity, it is a character builder. It is a character test to see what kind of character you have about yourself as a young person. And I've met some young people, early ages, they're pretty tough. They say, Calvin, I know my parents don't want me, but Calvin, one thing I do have, I want myself. So that type of conversation is very helpful in getting kids to see what they need to do for themselves to prevent those numbers. Those statistics. Statistics, because they're too high. And we got to bring them down. Thank you. Got to bring them down. We got to. Uh, Pastor, Pastor uh, Kennedy, whenever we have these type of conversations, we always try to go to the word and close out uh, with a word from God. And in, in Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14, uh, David says this, and I would like your 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 insight on these words, and me and Cowboy will also uh, give some insight. David said, I had fainted. I had given up. That's a place of depression. I, I threw in the towel. Unless yeah. I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Mm-hmm. Doc, could you could you elaborate on, on, on those words from David? Maybe there's somebody listening to this conversation. Maybe, um, uh, and I know many of us, we deal with depression in our own right, and all of us can talk about feeling faint. You know, you just feel like the whole world is, is, is closing in and, and there's no way out. But I want you to, I want you to speak beyond the, uh, the, 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 the microphone that's in front of us and talk to that listener uh, who might be uh, overseas, who might be in one of the 187 countries that we're listening to. Uh, about David saying, I, I had fainted, I'd given up, but I had to believe to see God's goodness in this present time. Listen, listen, um, you out there listening in, in um, to this broadcast, listen at the words of David. David says that I was hopeless. I was without hope. I had nowhere to go, no one to turn to. But someone introduced me to Jesus. And that was when I began to realize that my hope is not in my situation at this moment. But my hope is in the eternal father. Yes, I might not know my biological father. There may be someone that would never be able to introduce me to him. But David said, someone introduced me to Christ. Wow. And I began to study his word and marinate in his word and and meditate on his word and in his word i found hope for my depression i found hope wow. for my heartaches i found hope against my bullies i found hope against my addictions to drugs and alcohol i found hope against anything that life can throw my way because life is full of twists and turns but one thing is certain and one thing is always the same and that's christ Mm. and so like the songwriter said my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood 
is righteous. Wow, what a powerful insight. And, and Doc, you, you're, so, you're so real and so right about it. And I'm going to bring Cowboy in on this as well. Because David was in a dry place. He was in a dark place. Um, he, he was in a place of despair, discouragement, and depression. And I, I like how you said it. He, he was hopeless. But in the midst of, of him being hopeless, he had to believe that some good was going to come. And, 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 and I think that's what we oftentimes miss. We've got to believe that God is going to do it, not in heaven, but in the land of the living. So, so many times as, as believers, we're so geared on talking about our rewards in heaven. But there's some things I believe God wants to turn around and do right here in the land of the living. And so, Kyle, I'm interested to hear your, your take on, on how God turns things around in your own life and in the life of these young people uh, who felt destitute, hopeless, in despair. And, and David said he had to wait. He had to learn how to wait on God and be of good courage. And, and sometimes that means you have to encourage yourself. You know, so I want you, I, I, I want you to talk about that, that encouragement piece, how, how, to, how to be encouraged, stay encouraged. When David said he had to wait on God, it goes back to that key word that the pastor and father and I and you had mentioned early on in this conversation, discipline. 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 And faith with discipline is very important. Very important. Mm. And believing in yourself is very important. And being able to open up those doors in your ears that you shut. There's come a time when you talk with the Lord and he will talk with you. And that's meditation. Yes. And, and, and prayer, I like that, cowboy, because a lot of times we pray, but we don't meditate. Right. Prayer is us talking to God, yes. but that waiting, yes. meditation, you got to wait yes. to hear from God. Yes, and I, I think I think a lot of times we pray and just get up, right. and we don't give time, we don't give God the chance or the opportunity yes. to speak to us. Go ahead on. And I also, you know, speak to him in, 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 a, in a subject matter. Uh, be careful who you talk to. Wow. About your pain about your internal spiritual experience, your disappointment. Sometimes it's just not talk to anybody. Mm. Because those that you talk to, you got to find that they care. And most folks don't care because they're not caring about themselves. Wow. Okay. So be careful about what's going on. Now, how do I have this conversation about that? You have it with yourself. And that's difficult. Because you have to be honest with self. I see everybody, you go your own way, I'm going home. I, I got a choir, so I'm going to church. The doors are open. I can go to the church and sit in the church. And I can look at the cross. I can ask God to help me with this situation. I can talk to myself because I need to find some light in this dark tunnel. Mm. And I can't find it out here with people worse off than what I am. Wow. That's powerful. For those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. We're getting ready to close it out on tonight. We want to thank our executive producer, uh, Pastor Kevin Souter, following us this extra time tonight to have this robust, real, and relevant uh, conversation about teenage depression. Uh, I just got um, a notice from my executive producer. He's asking if we, if we want a little bit more time. Uh, <laughs> so this conversation is going good tonight. Uh, Pastor Kennedy, are you up for it? 
I'm here. I'm here, Reverend. All right. Listen, if you if you're listening and you and you called in, if you called in, we want to hear from you. Uh, if you're on the line, please let us know that you want to be heard. Uh, the call-in number is 302-202-1110, 302-202-1110, access code 538-661. And please make sure that you let us know that you're on the line. We do want to hear from you. This is a call-in broadcast. Uh, we're going to take it an extra 15 minutes, so rather than closing out at uh, 9.30 uh, uh, Eastern Time, we're going to close out at 9.45 Eastern Time, 8.45 Central Time. And so our executive producer, thank you so much for giving us this, this platform to be heard. Uh, we've, we've had some statistics on tonight for those who are listening about uh, teenagers speaking out on depression, and they've identified depression as one of the leading uh, factors of concern in our, among our teenagers on today. Um, uh, not only uh, did they identify depression, but also anxiety and mental health. And uh, we want to give credence to these conversations uh, to let you know that you don't have to suffer in silence. And so we have here with us uh, in the broadcast the booth, Cowboy, who's one of the local activists and community leaders here in York. And we also have on the line with us uh, my dear friend from 1985. I'm not going to tell you how old uh, I am, but that lets you know how old he is. Uh, we go way back to Florida Moore University, uh, my good friend and brother, uh, Pastor Keith Kennedy, and he's just being real. We're being real tonight about this 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 thing called depression. Um, um, Pastor Kennedy, we got another 15 minutes beyond the 9.30 hour. We're going to close out at uh, 9.45. Uh, Cowboy, I thought, brought up a good point, and even in the body of Christ, we, 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 we focus more on prayer than we do meditation. Uh, talk about that that importance of getting into that quiet place to hear from God. Well, um, you know, we live in a society where, you know, a lot of people, um, they're, they're really only concerned about their own voice. They're only concerned about hearing themselves and can never hear anybody else. And, and wow. so... That 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 prayer um, that cowboy talked about that you know that and and you said also um, you know when when I when I pray is is twofold it's 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 me talking to God but it's also God talking to me and and um, um, one thing I I read also in an article about. Um, teenagers um going through depression and and um and and um being disconnected from um um the norms of society is um um they feel like you know when they do talk to their parents their parents aren't listening mm. they want to do all the talking the parents want to do all the talking. The parents want to do all the talking. And what we got so to realize. You're saying our teenagers are saying that when they talk to their parents, they feel that the parents aren't listening. They aren't listening. They want to talk. Wow. They don't want to listen. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes there comes a time for talking, but then there comes a time for listening. Mm. And, 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 a, and a lot of times, I don't want to, even as adults, as, as, as um, functioning adults, 
I don't want to always, I don't want to talk to someone who's never listening to me. Wow. I, I, I want, I want, I want you to listen. I want you to really hear my concerns, really hear my thoughts, really hear what I'm going through. And you can't do that when you're talking. And so sometimes parents need to realize that it's all right to shut up. <laughs> it's okay to shut up. <laughs> and listen to what your children, yeah, listen to what they have to say. You know, don't don't be so quick to form an opinion. Because listen, hmm. even the mind of God can be changed. Wow. Cowboy, I, I see you nodding here on that point about um parents not necessarily listening um to their to their um children. What 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 would you say to that as well? I, I would say to that is that parents need to begin to listen, you know, to their kids. Um it's very important that they do. Because when your parents don't listen to you, then it pushes the kids away from home. And they hit the streets, they hit them street corners, they hit them back alleys, they hit the cuts, they hit other kids going through the same thing perhaps, and now they're getting a different conversation than they do at home. And I would like to know why parents don't want to listen to their kids, really. And if that's the case, then I would say you need to seek help in learning how to listen to each other. Because if our parents don't listen to us, then who's going to listen to us? If our parents not going to listen to us. And I get that all the time when I sit down and talk to kids. I can't talk to my parents. I can't talk to them, whoever, whoever the person may be. Then I tell them, look, don't shut the door on them. The one person that you can talk to is yourself. Mama. That's very important. Even though mama and daddy want to talk to you, I don't ever want to talk to you, your girlfriend want to talk to you, <laughs> learn how to talk to yourself. Yes, sir. That means you get a quiet place and you figure out and you find out what's going on. Now, one person that will talk to you is the good Lord, if you let him. And I would say that that's very important to understand that. But as I said earlier in the, in the conversation that we had, pastors, that one of the things that really bothered me is communication is bad in our society. Overall, not just in the home, but across social lines. Yes. I mean, the way we talk to each other is terrible. It's terrible. Wow. And, and, and I'm not used to this. I don't like it. Sometimes I speak out about it, and it causes me to get into some Conversation with people, they got to catch myself. So I think that communication and love and understanding is very important. What does that do to our children when they leave home? They could leave home going to school with a bright spirit. That communication, I was told that I'm a wonderful son, I'm a wonderful daughter, I love you, I want you to go to school, I want you to be successful. Words of affirmation. Thank you. Wow. Very, very important. And, 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 and many times our children aren't getting those. Um, and, and they're getting a toxic message from home, a toxic message from society, and then they, they're, they're trapped in the system. And many times these different dynamics of depression, mental health, 
drugs, alcohol, they lead you to violations with criminality. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, that leads to criminal behavior, criminal activity, and now you, 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 you deal with the, the, the pipeline issue of the prison, the penal system. And so there, there are so many dynamics to this, but depression, I believe, is a major part of all of it. Uh, Pastor Kennedy, um, I'm going to, uh, we're going to, for those who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Pastor Larry Walter, Dr. Walter, here in York, Pennsylvania, broadcasting booth. We have here with us uh, Cowboy, one of our local leaders and community uh, 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 leaders here in the city of York. And we also have uh, on the line with us my good friend and brother, uh, Pastor Keith Kennedy of the um, of Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, we've just been having a very robust conversation about teenage uh, depression and anxiety, mental health, just a wide range of conversations. Uh, for, for those who are listening, uh, Pastor Kennedy, if they wanted to reach out to you uh, um, in Jacksonville, is there a contact number? Is there a, um, a, a way, a social media to reach you and your ministry? I know you're a chaplain at, at uh, Edward Waters College. Is there a contact information? Maybe they want to reach out to, to, to for, for your guidance and your your insights. Absolutely. Um, I'm um, I'm on Facebook, um, Keith Kennedy, um, on Facebook, and um, also um, I I could give my um, email address. Um, my email address is lkenterprise at hotmail dot com. lk enterprise e n t r p r i s at hotmail.com. I'll be glad to um, to um, share um, experiences with you. I'll be glad to um, some of the experiences that you may be going through. Um, um, also, um, my my um, my cell number is no secret. That's nine zero four nine four seven four three six three. Again, it's nine zero four. Um, reach out to me um, on that line as well. That's my cell phone, and um, I'll be glad um, beyond measures to talk to you about anything you choose to talk about. Amen. And and, and for those who might be uh, interested in reaching Cowboy, uh, Cowboy, uh, you have any way you want them to reach you? Yes, um, you can reach me here at Shadow Baptist Church on Wednesdays. I'm here at 6 o'clock. I'm here on Sunday services from 10 to 1, and I'm here on Monday nights for Bible study. And we call them Cowboys. So if you call Shiloh Baptist Church, ask the Cowboy, he'll get the message. The number here at Shiloh Baptist Church is uh, 717-854-2547, 717 if you're interested in reaching me, you can reach me at that number here at Shiloh Baptist Church. Our staff will get the message to us. You can also contact the Shiloh Baptist Church uh, by uh, contacting our email address. That's SBC Main Office, SBC Shiloh Baptist Church, SBC Main Office at sbcyork.org. Uh, you can reach us on um, our website, SBC. Dot org. Uh, you can log on there and hear about uh, what's going on here at Shallow Baptist Church Ministries and what we have going on, and we would love to hear from you. If you're interested in reaching out to us personally, we have a website uh, that is drltwm.org. 
You can go to that website and you can uh, get everything about our ministry, what we're doing, Suffering in Silence, the book. Uh, if you want to order the book, you can go there. We'll give you that information about ordering the book before we close out. Uh, Pastor Kennedy, um, I'm interested to hear, and we're about ready to close out. Um, we're going to give you some final uh, thoughts uh, on tonight. And uh, and well, before before you, we're going to give Cowboy some final thoughts, and we're going to hear from Pastor Kennedy, and I'm going to come back and give you a closing remarks, and then Pastor Kennedy will close us out with a word of prayer. Uh, Cowboy, any closing thoughts for tonight? Uh, yes. For those that are out there that are experiencing with this conversation, that you're going to follow those numbers that we've talked about. Um, don't give up. There is a way out. But sometimes, instead of taking two steps forward, take two steps backward. Mm. And isolate yourself. And be honest about what you need. Peer pressure is just away from it. And hiding with it is not the right way to, to grow up better. Be honest with yourself. You can't overcome this. It's, it's not easy because I've had two suicide attempts on my life wow. at some point in time. And, and, and believe me, I'm glad I didn't. I was at the lowest um, in my time with my mind and my emotions. And I didn't give up on myself. So don't give up. All I ask you to do is be honest about it. There is someone and somebody out there that will help you. It might take you time to find that person. But the one person that you won't have any difficulty in finding is a good Lord. Amen. He is there for us. Wow. And don't forget that. God wow. Bless you and thank you very much. Amen. Pastor Kennedy, any closing thoughts? Well, one thing I would say um, is, listen, anyone out there listening and going through um, depression, going through suicidal thoughts or whatever the case may be, I believe tonight you're listening Three men um, that have been there, done that. Um, I've been to the bottom. And um, God has blessed me tremendously and, and picked me up from where I was to where I am now. And I would say to you tonight that same God that picked me up, he's the same God that's available and willing to pick you up tonight from wherever you are. So don't feel like the Lone Ranger. Don't feel like you're in this all by yourself. And when you have no one physically to turn to, as Cowboy said, remember, you can always go to the good Lord. Thank you. My God. My God. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. If you're listening tonight, it's not by accident that you tuned in. It's by assignment, and we want to encourage you tonight that if you're suffering in silence, you don't have to suffer in silence. Uh, you've heard the voice of Pastor Keith Kennedy of Jacksonville, Florida. You've heard the, the voice of Cowboy here in York, uh, Pennsylvania. You've heard my voice, and I've been very candid over, the, over these uh, broadcasts about my bout with depression. Uh, I've suffered from depression for five years. Uh, thought about committing suicide, would have done it had it not been for the grace of God. And uh, we want you to know that the same God that delivered me and is continuing to deliver me from depression is the same God 
that will deliver you. David said, I was hopeless. I was in despair. I had no recourse. I had nothing. I was at rock bottom. But in the midst of it all, I believed that God was going to turn it around. Not when I get to heaven, but right here in the land of the living. And God wants you to, and God wants you, my brothers and my sisters, to enjoy life. He doesn't want you to wait to get to heaven to enjoy life. He wants to give you some good things, to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. How do I do it? I learn to wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and let God strengthen my heart. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. There's an order to this. Wait on the Lord. And while you're waiting on God, my brothers and sisters, be of good courage. Learn how to encourage yourself. Be encouraged in the midst of your situation, and God will strengthen your heart. If you're interested in getting the book Suffering in Silence, The Journey to Overcoming Pulpit Depression, you can go to my Amazon page. Uh, go to Amazon, type in uh, Dr. Larry T. Walthour, uh, or type in Suffering in Silence, uh, The Journey to Overcoming or Surviving Pulpit Depression. It will take you to my personal Amazon page. You can uh, order the book at Amazon uh, by heart, by uh, uh, softback, uh, paperback rather, and by PDF download. Uh, go to the Amazon page, download it there. Uh, go to the uh, personal bookstore on the Amazon site, and it will give you two options. You can order uh, the paperback copy, or you can order it uh, PDF download. You can also go to my website, drltwm.org, and go to the bookstore. Go to Suffering in Silence, uh, and then go to the bookstore, or go directly to the bookstore there, and it will give you the opportunity to, to, to order the book, uh, the uh, paperback copy, or do it by way of PDF download. You can also go to my Facebook page. Uh, that's Dr. Larry T. Walthour Ministries. Uh, and there you click the blue button. The blue, blue, but, the blue button will take you to uh, the bookstore on my website. You can order it by paperback or you can order it by uh, PDF download. Or you can go to gmap1.com, uh, go to the bookstore there, and you can order it. Look for Suffering in Silence. And uh, we would love your support. If you are interested in reaching out to us, again, you can call the Shiloh Baptist Church, uh, area code 717-854-2547. Uh, we're giving the land this plane on tonight again to Cowboy and to Pastor uh, Kennedy. Thank you so much for lending your voices to this very important Thank conversation you. about uh, teenage suicide. We're going to give the final remark and closing prayer to Pastor Kennedy, and then we're going to close out tonight our episode of Suffering in Silence here on GMAP One Broadcasting Network, number one motivational, inspirational platform on the planet, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Pastor Kennedy. Listen, as we go to God in prayer, remember um, the 27th Psalm, that verse 13 and 14. Listen, David presents his problem. <laughs> but David also presents God's promise. My God. He said, listen, I had fainted. I waited on the Lord. And I was of good courage. And the promise is, if I wait and be of good courage, he will strengthen your heart. Let us pray. And Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for what our ears have heard and our hearts have failed on tonight. 
Now, Lord, we pray that we've said something that will call some young person to come out of where they are to where you have them to be. Help them to know that they can do all things through Christ who gives them strength. Help them to know that you are with them always, even unto the end of the earth. And help them to know that you're still on the throne and you're still God and God all by yourself. And when they can't turn to anyone else, as Cowboy said tonight, they can turn to you, the author and finisher of their faith. Keep us in your care. Fill us with your spirit. In the priceless, magnificent, miraculous name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all that love them said, amen. 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 Thank you again for tuning in on tonight. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthar. This has been Suffering in Silence. Uh, uh, with us on tonight, Pastor Keith Kennedy. Uh, Jackson, thank you so much for sending your voice on tonight. And dropping by the broadcast booth, the one and only cowboy right here in Listen, we'll be back in, uh, next week. We'll see you at the same time, same place, same platform uh, Thank you again to our executive producer for giving us the extra time on tonight. Listen, you don't have to stop for in silence. Remember, God loves you, and you are called for such a time as this. There's purpose on your life. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. GMAP1, Broadcasting Network, number one, motivational platform, planet. Platform, number one, motivational platform on the planet. We'll see you next